0: You can always do a retake if it goes terribly.
1: <laughs> Good it today I was speaking to Emma. Hi Emma, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Hello, I'm Emma. I write under the name E.J. Wood and I'm a writer or author, so to speak, in Spain.
1: And... Wrote... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yep, yeah, you've wrote...
0: Uh, my latest release is a historical thriller called Emily,
1: Which is out next week, isn't it?
0: Yes, it's on the 15th, which is Thursday, I think,
1: is publication day,
0: which and I'm you looking
1: forward to. <laughs> you should. Uh, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about it?
0: Basically, Amelie is a young girl during late 1930s who is um, caught up in the Second World War with her family. Um, her father is British and her mother is Hungarian, so she's a little bit of both, but they're also Jewish and um, has many ho- horrific stories um, of the Second World War. She is captured by the Nazis and taken to Auschwitz along with her mother and her brother. And um, Basically she, she survives, she's quite a hardy young girl, she survives, but um, she, she cannot live with what she witnessed and what, what she endured with her family. So she goes off on a revenge saga, um, trying to do her family and other families justice into what happened during those horrific years. Um, In the meantime, she's attracting the attention of Britain's underground um, and they don't particularly like her and they see her as a bit of a nuisance, but they are persuaded to actually hire her as her uh, personal assassin because she contains quite a unique set of skills. And um, while she's uh, carrying out their dirty work, um, MI6 are on to capturing her at the same time. So there's a little bit of a cat and mouse chase um, that goes on through the years right up until about the 1980s. So hopefully people will um, enjoy following her and
1: what she gets up to. Yeah, she's um, she's quite brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't hold back, put it that way.
1: <laughs> um, I did you always want to write? Um
0: I don't think I really thought about writing when I was young. Um, When I was at school, I was uh, studying English and English literature. And um, my stories started flowing when we had to write essays, just on basically anything. And I really enjoyed it. And I, I, I was allowed to pour out emotions and make a fantasy world and become someone else. And I think, That's where it originated from. And when I started studying uh, English literature, I found that learning about the likes of John Keats and Shakespeare and the romantic side of things and their different language was quite fascinating. So at the same time, I I started trying to incorporate um, my literature side with my general English side. Um, and started making stories that way so yeah I've probably been writing now for about 17 years and I'm still learning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what's been your favourite moment so far being an author?
0: Definitely joining um, Question Mark Press this year Um, having the support that I've received from uh, the members of Question Mark Press has definitely been eye-opening and enlightening because I think every author that writes a book has confidence issues. And I think having someone actually say, yeah, they really enjoyed your book and let's get it out there and, and, and actually feel as enthusiastic as, as you do yourself has has been such a rewarding experience. And that definitely, for me, as well as finishing the book always helps. (laughs) Um, That for me has been the most rewarding part of of my experience so far in in the years that I've been writing stories. It's definitely these last couple of months, definitely.
1: Um, If you were a character in Amelie, who would you be?
0: Oh, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? (laughs) But I think every author, every author that writes a book, I think they they do put an aspect of their own character into the characters that they're writing. So if you have this brutal psychopath, I'm not saying that the author themselves is a brutal psychopath, but maybe in their thinking and their, their mannerisms, there is an aspect of the character. And um, I would say that I'm not saying that I would be Amelie because I'm not really that brutal but I think I don't know how to word this nicely (laughs) um I think some of her thinking is is definitely the way I go about life but I'm not necessarily as black and white as as Amelie although some would disagree with that but yeah I, I don't go around bludgeoning people or shooting them point blank but that's good yeah, to I think <laughs> I think I think in the, in the characters of Amelie then then it would probably be it would probably be Emily herself that I could best relate to. If you if you don't assume that I'm some sort of psychopath in real life, <laughs> I assume
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and what decide uh, what made you decide to write um, a historical fiction book?
0: Well. I've always been interested in Second World War, not so much the First World War, that's a little bit too old for me, um, but I do collect Second World War memorabilia. So I have an old vermaid um, passport, uh, travel document basically um, from a factory worker and who actually resembles um, Hitler himself, strangely. And I have an old, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, can't remember what it's called. It's a trumpet type thing that my other half gave me, which actually is from 1917. Um, and I have various other bits and shells and bits and pieces. And I've always been interested in the Holocaust. So when it came to me writing a new story, uh, I was really interested in writing a crime thriller. And uh, it, it just occurred to me to write something that I was interested in and I knew a little a little bit about. So. Um, I wanted to write it about the Holocaust, but also justify why she was the way she was because of the Holocaust. Um, and and I wanted to also um, perhaps educate people now that don't really know much about the Holocaust, what people went through. I mean, we're losing more and more survivors now because as the years go on, they're getting an older and older. Um, But I think it's important that the young generation don't forget or dismiss what those people went through, because there is a lot of Holocaust denial out in the world. And um, I think for the families of those survivors, it's important that the world doesn't forget. And um, that was really one of the motives behind writing Amelie, was that people don't forget and people don't realise that it's just a, a fictitious story, that there was some truth to it. And um, I think that's probably why a lot of people write about the Holocaust um, just as a reminder not to forget what what people suffered and went through
1: so it's quite it's quite sad really but um, yeah yeah well, I completely agree I, I don't think people should be allowed to forget ever
0: <laughs> mm. I, I I added a little section into the back of the book what inspired Emily and and um, Yeah, I found it quite difficult to write, really, because there's so much um, inspiration that went into writing the book. But that was predominantly the reason why was was so that people didn't
1: forget um, what happened. Um, Are you a big reader? Do you get much time to read? (laughs) Oh,
0: I would like to have the time to read every day. But the reality is I have so much going on at the moment that that. That's something that I really struggle with. And I also struggle with reading other people's work while I'm writing a story of my own, because I find it distracts my train of thought. I mean, I can have a story in my head from start to finish. But if I'm reading anybody's book in between, my, my mind will sort of start trailing off. And then I wouldn't want what was originally in my mind changed because of someone else's book. So then my book became more familiar with theirs. So I try not to read other people's work while I'm writing, but in between writing, I like to read other people's work and then, you know, see why other people liked it and why other people didn't like it.
1: (laughs) And what are some of your favorite books?
0: Well, I do like the Cathy Rikes and Karen Slaughter. I do like some of their work. There are the odd books that I don't really like. Um, I wouldn't want to name any books in particular that I do and don't like because I think everybody has their own opinion. Um, I do mention on Goodreads some books that I like. I, I like the, uh, the Thomas Harris series, Hannibal Lecter. That was definitely a lot of um, influence for me in writing Amelie because I'm a big fan of Hannibal. And uh, what I wanted to achieve with with Amelie was what Thomas Harris achieved with Hannibal was that he was such a sadistic, horrible character, but the reader actually sympathised with him in some way because of what he went through. So hopefully that will come across in Amelie. Um, so I'm a big fan of his books. Um, I'm, I'm willing to give anything a real go, to be honest. I'm, I'm not too into... Um, Comedies or or romantic comedies or anything like that. Um, I'm more into your crime, psychological, gory. But those (laughs) those sort of type books. I mean, I I think that they say thriller writers are the nicest people to come across because they pull their darkness into their stories. But whether how true or not that is, I don't know. (laughs) I've never been convinced. (laughs) It's the romantic comedies you've got to watch out for
1: yeah that's what I've heard as well
0: (laughs) yeah they're the ones that keep it all bottled up (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) um what's the most interesting thing you found out while researching your books
0: well um because I'm British you may have been able to tell that by now um I was I was raised in Spain so I don't really I don't really know anything about Britain. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not accustomed to their culture or I, mean, I get them, the language muddled up sometimes. Um, my other half, he's from Luton. So uh, probably <laughs> in <the> Dunstable Hayes. <laughs> um, whereas I originally was from Chichester. So I'd never been to you know, Luton or or London or anywhere. And we we went back and I I found it really enlightening because it's so different from how I remember. And when I started writing Amelie, I said to my other half, I said, I really, I need to know, I mean, I need to know a little bit about Britain's culture and and what happened because so much of today's music um, has What's the word? This is, this is what I'm saying. I get my language modelled up. It's it's uh, the language. It was iconic back then, from the '60s and the '50s. You know, you have the um, the David Bowies and you have the Beatles and you have the Mick Jagger's, and I think that influenced a lot of music today. And I think it was really important that I actually learnt uh, more about our history and our royal family. Um, so in doing so. I used that to, to help write Amelie. So while I was researching for my own knowledge, um, I actually was able to put that down on paper and to helpfully you know, teach other people that may be in the same predicament as myself that don't really know anything about Britain's culture and history. And um, maybe, maybe would learn, maybe learn something from my books. I, I certainly have researching them. I, I've <laughs> learned an awful lot forgot a lot of bits now as well but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I found it quite enlightening and it's certainly more interesting back then than it is nowadays
1: so yeah. yeah it's so weird someone knows where I live as well usually no one's ever heard of it it's so odd
0: <laughs> well I hadn't to be honest until my other <laughs> half came along I was like where's that I, I can't even pronounce British locations honestly I'm terrible he, no, I, mean, I know <laughs> what I know <laughs> I know Hertfordshire is called Hertfordshire now, but I would have said Hertfordshire or something like that, because I approach the English language like I do Spanish, and um, he says it he finds it endearing, but I find <laughs> it <laughs> embarrassing would be the word.
1: Don't worry, people that live in Hertfordshire are snobby enough that they would probably pronounce it Hertfordshire anyway. So you'd be fine. Sure. <laughs> oh, especially yeah, <laughs> it's in Albans and some other places. Yeah, you'd be fine. And what makes it worse is that
0: he's half Welsh, so he spent a lot of his time in, in Wales. And and he said, "Oh, I'm from um, this word, and it's spelled C-W-M And I thought, I wouldn't even know how to go about even trying to pronounce C W M. And he goes, "Oh, it's Cum," and I'm like, "Yeah, but how do you know that?" So, yeah, he's definitely been um, very helpful in learning a lot of the English
1: locations. Yeah, yeah, we don't, even we don't bother with Welsh. Just like, there's too many consonants, what are you on? <laughs> you can't pronounce it. And, and
0: yeah, and, and they, they still speak Welsh, and I, it's, it's just like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just sheep talk to me. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. Weirdos. They're lovely though. I speak to a lot of Welsh <laughs> authors, but so I better be careful. <laughs> they're all really
0: nice. Oh, they're me. very they're oh they're they're such lovely people. They are. They're very I mean, his father was absolutely amazing. Um yeah, very, very lovely people, but everybody's different. Say, so I'm I'm not really English myself, so people probably find me a little bit strange as well. But there you go. <laughs> no if right. we're all the same, it'll be boring, wouldn't we?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, have you made lots of author friends?
0: Oh, well, I've met a couple. That to me is lots. Um, and uh, I hope to meet more. I, I do like to support other people. I'm not necessarily doing it for support in return. Um, I'm a very, uh, I, I never really had a lot of support in my upbringing for anything. And I wouldn't ever want someone to be on the same end of the stick that I I was on when I was growing up. Um, So although some people do find me quite blunt and direct, um, I can be quite supportive. I mean, I do have a client of mine that that has written a book himself, um, local to me. And uh, yeah, if I can can help him learn anything about Amazon and self-publishing um book covers anything like that then i'm i'm more than happy to to help with with the knowledge that i've got you know a lot of people have given me some advice over the years that i've taken on board and um if i can do the same then i'm then i'm more than welcome you know i'm i'm more than happy to help anybody that asks for it so if anyone's got any questions or wants to know anything about spain or anything they might think that I might know, <laughs> then, then, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to to answer anybody's questions with no problem at all there.
1: And if you have you had much feedback from readers?
0: Yes, um, some people I do know, and, but I'd probably say about 85% of the people that I've read Amelie so far, I, I don't know who they are. They've never met them. I've never spoken to them and they've come back with some really genuine kind feedback and uh, i think for me um that puts a smile on my face that just brightens up my day and it doesn't matter what happens in that day the people that i deal with or the, the trouble that i may encounter having the kind words from those readers it it just stays in my mind and i just think you know i'm having a really crappy day but that person said something so genuine and lovely to me this morning and and that just for me that that was more important and it just brings a smile to my face even when i'm feeling really low so um so far so good and hopefully um it will it will stay that way and people will enjoy Emily, and and perhaps i'll you know depending on how well received Amelie and John are
1: depends on whether they come out hiding or not. <laughs> but there you go. I hope they do personally. So, let's see. <laughs> um, I have a you... couple of ideas in mind. Awesome. That's wicked. <laughs> uh, what's your biggest dream um, being an author? <sighs> well, I would like to write full time.
0: I only write as and when I can. Um, my other half would say, I probably need to invest a little bit more time into my business. And I always say, well, I want to invest more time into writing. But um, <laughs> it, I think every author experiences when they're just starting out or they've, you know, they've only really been professional for a little while. Um, I would love the opportunity to be able to write full time and release at least one book a year. That would be my ultimate goal, and because uh, I, th- I think I still have a few stories up here somewhere that I need to tap into, and uh, if people enjoy them, then then hopefully I'll get more time to dedicate to writing. And if people don't enjoy them, then maybe they won't be too bothered whether I <laughs> whether I write them <laughs> down or not. But that would be my that would be my goal is to be able to actually invest a little bit more time into writing.
1: And what do you like to do when you're not working and you're not writing? Um, well, I, I tend to work seven days
0: a week at the moment because that's that tends to be um, the downfall of owning your own business. A lot of people think, oh, when you own your own business, it's great, but it's not. I mean, I'd, I'd love to go back to a nine to five and just get my paycheck at the end of it. That sounds like heaven. Um, but we we do need a break every now and then. So... When COVID permits, we do like to go down to the coast. I'm only about 15 minutes away and it is lovely to just sit there and have a cup of coffee by the seaside. Um, one thing that isn't affected by the world that we live in today is my other hobby and that's riding motorcycles. So <laughs> we we get to go out a lot on the motorbikes, um, exploring um, the countryside a little bit. We've just bought ourselves a couple of Enduros so we can actually go down some dirt roads, which is quite nice. We can go up the mountains and take a little snack with us, stop, start, and, and enjoy motorcycling. And uh, when we're not doing that, it's running after my, my bulldog that seems to chase me everywhere and, and demand constant <laughs> attention. So, uh, so much so that I had to put him in one of my short stories just to make him happy. He's probably snoring his head off at the moment. That's why he's not here.
1: <laughs> uh... um, who was your first celebrity crush?
0: Oh, my first one. Oh, I'm going to get laughed at now because when I was younger, I used to be a big Buffy fan, and uh, everyone's going to go no. And uh, oh, I quite liked Angel. <laughs> I know that. Quite. I know that's really sad. I probably can't pronounce his name right. But is it David Boreanaz? Boreanaz,
1: Boreanz or something,
0: isn't it? Boreanaz,
1: yeah. Boreanaz.
0: Yeah, he was. He was my first celebrity crush. Um, I've moved on now, and I've got another one, but maybe I better keep that one a secret. Have you seen Bones? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yeah, well there you go. He that Bones <laughs> was an adaptation, wasn't it, from the Kathy Reichs books as well. So. Yeah, he's yes, definitely in my me. top ten.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I totally get that one. I would totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> totally with A lot of there.
0: people wouldn't agree with me, but he was in my top ten when <laughs> I was young. He was he was the guy. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I could totally see myself running around with a stake in my hand, stabbing vampires and having him come to the <laughs> rescue. That was Oh, that was like, oh, heaven. <laughs> yeah. I have different fantasies now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I won't ask you about those. You're quite safe.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I write them down on paper now instead.
1: That's, that's good, I think. <laughs> At least I don't have to hear about them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, do you know what? I had to.
0: I had this really funny question you'd ask this and I I I didn't know what how I would answer that. Um oh god I I don't really have an answer. I mean I've had so much embarrassing things happen to me in the past. Like I couldn't um I couldn't nail one that was most embarrassing. All I can tell you is the most recent embarrassing and that goes back to the language thing again. Um but I'm not sure if I can tell you because it's so embarrassing, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to come across as a bit of a halfway if I come out with it, and people are going to think I'm really stupid. So I'm not sure if I should tell you.
1: Well, now you've told us that you've got to tell us because otherwise oh. people are just going to nag, especially Jim and Matt. Okay, okay. I was I was reading aloud part of my
0: book, and I had to pronounce this one this one word. And um, this client of mine that I mentioned previously, um, he's really, really clever. I mean, he's on a completely different planet. He's a musician, he's on Google, um, he's on YouTube, he's he's quite famous back in his days, in his seventies now. And he was really, really helpful and he dedicated a lot of time and he really gave me his undying attention. And he said, oh, you're writing a book. And I said, yeah, I was. And um, he said, oh, I'll come up and I'll spend a couple of hours with you and you can read it to me. And I said, okay, yeah, I'd love that, being really naive. And I said this one word and he just stopped. And he was like, stop. I said, what's the matter? And he said, do you mean symposium? I said, what did I say? And he went, (laughs) sympathism. And I just died. I was like, right, so, so he says it's symposium. I said, "Oh, is it?" <laughs> and he said, "Why did you pronounce it like that?" And I said, "It just—I don't know—it just slipped out." And he said, "That must be the Spanish in you. You've just approached this word, and you've read it as as if you would read a Spanish word." So that was probably the most recent embarrassing thing that just probably reduced my IQ about a hundred. <laughs> But he still comes up and sees me, and he still he still likes me, and he still talks to me. So he obviously finds it endearing and not um,
1: <laughs> completely pathetic. Does he remind you about it and make you feel even worse?
0: No, normally he picks me up on other words that I mispronounce. So,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm quite used to feeling embarrassed around him now because of that 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 tragic embarrassing <laughs> moment. So um, I just accept that he's just on a completely different planet than the the rest of us he talks about music and everything has to flow and and he's got an ear for this and funny enough he really likes Lady Gaga and I thought I thought wow you know I like Lady Gaga but he he actually says no she can sing which is which is quite strange coming out of the mouth of someone in their you know mid-70s it was yeah I'm quite surprised
1: actually yeah it was really odd
0: but, um, no, he's a really genuinely nice guy and he's really, really helped me, so um, I can't say a bad word against him, only that he he's not shy on picking me up where I go wrong.
1: Yeah. So,
0: now everyone else is going to laugh at me, there you go. I've told everyone my secret.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might be in trouble with Jim and Matt now. <laughs> They're the worst too. They didn't do their background checks, obviously. No, they clearly haven't that much is obvious on a daily basis I find <laughs> it's too late now it's much too late bless them that's why they're trying to get more men in isn't it so that they can balance out yes. <laughs> uh, when they said that they were having a new author join,
0: I thought oh, I know who it's gonna be it's gonna be a man I know how old it was yep
1: so really
0: excited them. about because I've yeah, I'm really excited because I have been following this said author's journey and I'm, you know, I'm really
1: happy that he's joined the team. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good fun as well, isn't it? And we can take the piss out of them quite freely. And they just take yes, it. Yes, and no doubt
0: I'll be taking the piss out of again as well. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, I have to
1: type a lot of what I say and not pronounce it. So. And... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, post lockdown if you had the opportunity you have one country to visit one concert to go to and then one other option of something to do what are you
0: doing oh now I've always wanted to go to a Michael Jackson concert but It's too late now and I always wanted to go to Freddie Mercury concert but it's too late now So that just seems to happen to be my life. You know, everything that I want to do or everywhere I want to go, I can't do Um, because they either die before I have the opportunity to do so or they stop singing. So uh, I definitely think a Freddie Mercury or a Michael Jackson concert would have been in the top five. Amazing. Um, Now, anybody that's living... um, I'm not really sure, I think a Madonna concert could have been quite good, but I'm not sure now whether, whether she, she would be as good as what I would envision her being, you know, 20 years ago. Um, so I'm not really sure now. Country-wise, I'd love to go to America just because it's so different. I've, I've lived in Australia for a couple of years and that was an amazing experience. Um, I'd love to go to America I'd love to do the uh, oh, what's it called I'm just going blank now at the moment what's it called where you do the, the motorbike from California up to Boston, where is it called Route 66 that's the one, Route 66 but I'm not sure I could bring myself to ride a Harley because we're not really Harley fans <laughs> no, I might I might ride a Harley just for the trip but if I could ride something else that would be that would be nicer, really. <laughs> but yeah, I can't believe I couldn't remember that. I mean, how bad is that? Oh, Biker chick can't even, Biker chick can't remember Route 66. I mean, ugh,
1: terrible. That's your age catching up with you. gets worse. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it
0: is. It's diminishing.
1: <laughs> so I have to get
0: my stories down while they're still there.
1: <laughs> I'm older <laughs> than you, so it gets worse, trust you me. You don't look it. You don't look <laughs> it. <laughs> I totally agree about Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury as well. Oh, it's just I, know, absolute I, think dream. That,
0: I think that would have been absolutely amazing. I think they both are true well were true performers that actually enjoyed the stage and enjoyed the, the performance side of it. I don't like nowadays where everything is on the, the keyboard and everything's got to be synthesised. I, I really doesn't take a singer nowadays to be able to sing because it's all computerized um so yeah if I could go back in time and, and go to one of their concerts that would have been definitely definitely an amazing experience I'm still I'm still a fan of of Queen and some Michael Jackson songs even nowadays I'd love to watch his uh there's a new film wasn't there um Bohemian Rhapsody I think came out with uh what's his name
1: Malik is it Rami Malik yeah Rami Malik
0: yeah I'm still dying to see that oh you haven't Uh, seen it oh no I've not I'm desperate to see it watch it you have to watch it
1: and I said to my
0: I said to my other half we've got to go and see it in the cinema where they ramp up the music and we can sit there going ah but uh (laughs) he wasn't (laughs) he wasn't really feeling it like I was so I haven't I haven't
1: seen it yet you must make this number one on your to-do list I will do. Yeah. Forget the business, sort everything else. You need to watch (laughs) this film.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come on Netflix. I don't think it's on Netflix yet, is it?
1: I don't think so. I saw it on Sky Movies, I think so. Yeah. Get it on
0: Netflix, get a soundbar, turn off the lights, and just watch it. Just get in the moment.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Anyway,
1: books. <laughs> books, yeah, sorry, we went on to um, talking about movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind, I'll talk about anything, but yeah, probably should talk about books, I suppose. <laughs> That's what everyone's here for, aren't they? <laughs> well, apparently. <laughs> so, Emily is out next week, and then what's coming next for you? Well, I'm working
0: on a historical suspense at the moment, because... Um, I quite enjoyed writing in um, the past tense, in, in the 40s, the 50s and the 60s. Um, I don't, as I said before, I don't really know a great deal of how things were back then because it was before I was born. Um, but I do live with an older man <laughs> who, who does remind me all the time um, of things that happened back then. And he'd come out with like, oh, before mobile phones and this and the other. So I, I thought it would be quite challenging to actually write a, a book where there wasn't computers, there weren't mobile phones, there was no such thing as DNA, there was no forensics. Um, it was good old detective work where it was down to the the, the quick thinking of the, the detective to actually interview and think, oh, so-and-so said that before and, and, and yet yeah, this has happened and that must have been a lie. And actually working out how something happened without the ease of mobile phones, GPS tracking, um, cameras on every street corner. So I thought, maybe and me, it would be a challenge. So I've actually wrote a suspense, historical suspense, um, that sets the period in the 1960s. So um, and it's about a, a missing child. So that's what I'm working on. About halfway through that at the moment, and if I can. a little bit more free time i'll be uh investing um that into writing and finishing that book which is a little bit different from amelie there's not really any gore or anything involved um i'm working on not so nice scene to go in my historical suspense um but but that that hopefully will be coming out this year if i get enough time to finish
1: it awesome that sounds great (laughs) hopefully it will be (laughs) yeah it will be i have faith so i don't think i have any questions left for you unless you think there's anything i haven't asked you that you want to tell us
0: no uh, not that i can think of i think i've bored everybody now no yeah
1: you're fine you were great
0: (laughs) So So yeah, hopefully,
1: there's a bit of a delay there. Yeah. Um, It has to cross the pond, you see. I know. Yeah, it's taking time, isn't it, to get over (laughs) Good old technology. (laughs) Technology. Yeah, we sound like
0: (laughs) (laughs) 50-year-olds. We do, don't we? I think we're getting too old,
1: (laughs) moaning about technology. And music as well, the young music. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. I'll bring back Freddie Mercury. (laughs)
1: Please.
0: (laughs) I might get some fans in their 70s that think, oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Most of my friends are probably over the age of 70, so that's okay with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 70-year-olds are great anyway. They're loads of fun. Plus, they don't give a crap and just say what they want. Yeah, my mother.
0: My mother-in-law is 83, you know, and she still goes out partying. It was only because of lockdown that she actually stopped going down to Benidorm and partying till <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. She's 83. That was like my nan. <laughs> and she's mad. She's like, where have you been? Oh, I've been down Benidorm, and didn't get home till six o'clock this morning. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like to go to bed
1: at 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's brilliant. Right before we go would you like to tell everyone where they can find out more about you and where they can find your books
0: I'm very active on Instagram I uh I do put a lot of spam up about my dog because as <laughs> I told you before he does like a lot of attention so um I do take a lot of pictures of my Harley and I do have a few cats a cat might slip in now and then <laughs> um so you I'm on Instagram, E underscore J underscore wood underscore author. And I have a website, ejwoodauthor.com. Also on Facebook, ejwood. And um, on Twitter, yes. I've uh, managed to get into Twitter, although I'm, I'm still not sure how it works quite, but I'm trying. <laughs> so I'm pretty much on every platform, I think. I think. <laughs> awesome and amazon, like- you can find on amazon on on <laughs> you're laughing i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> i
1: know,
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, amazon <laughs> i think uh i think it's on all of the amazons i've not really checked them all i think it's on on.co.uk.de.es
1: i think it's pretty much on all of them yeah i would think so and th- thursday the 15th isn't it that's released Yes, I'm not quite
0: sure what time, but um, I think Amelie's still on pre-order for 99p. And um, on the 15th, it'll be going up to um, 199. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you haven't ordered it yet and you still want to give it a go, it's, uh, it's on there
1: for 99p until Thursday. Now I'm kicking off the blog tour on Wednesday, I believe. So Yes, I'm quite off. looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I, I literally thought a blog tour, a book tour, meant that the book itself actually went on the proverbial bus and used to go around on tour. <laughs> so, uh,
1: yep. so, so I yeah, that was go quite. In I had
0: no idea. <laughs> yeah, even my mother-in-law, she says, "So does it go on tour?" And I said, "I think so." <laughs> so I, I was, I had to ask the embarrassing question to Zoe and said, "What is a book tour?" So she <laughs> said, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing." I was like, okay. So uh, yeah, I'm quite <laughs> looking forward to seeing how that works. And yeah. uh, I think
1: that starts on Wednesday. see how do Wednesday. I magic? It does, Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, well, I'm kicking it off. Well, I'm one of the people kicking it off. I think there's a couple on Wednesdays, so yeah. Yeah, we'll I was quite surprised
0: actually. There's um, quite a few uh, bloggers that I've got involved. I'm, I'm quite shy. I'm, uh, I'm excited, but I'm nervous all at the same time to see, <laughs> to see how, how it's gonna go whether the bus is going to break down or not you know
1: that's uh... <laughs> so he's got it under control you have can have absolute faith in that so it will be fine
0: yeah it will be <laughs> it will be a busy uh, a busy week but one i'm looking forward to i'm nervous but i'm looking forward to it definitely
1: good i should hope so too
0: <laughs> i i think she uh she's a perfect girl for the job so i've got all my faith
1: in her she is she's incredible Lavach. <laughs>